Okay, welcome everyone. This is another episode of the Hacker Tribe where we ask founders how they're hacking their way around this world's problems. Uh, I'm Daniel, your host, and with me is Francis Jervis. Uh, hi, Francis. How are you hi. doing? I'm doing good. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? What is it you do and who is your company? So I'm a founder of Augmented. Uh, I actually just finished my PhD at NYU like last year. That was actually on Silicon Valley itself. So kind of looking at the cultures of venture capital, the ways people make knowledge when they're developing products, kind of how those, how those things all tie in together. Digging back into the history of VC, the history of startups, uh, tracing that through from like the earliest days of, of Silicon Valley and before, like goes back to 1610 in Venice. Um, so, kind of quite broad study. And while I was in grad school, had quite a lot of experiences with bad landlords, with kind of crazy experiences like moving back to San Francisco from New York to, to do field work, obviously on that research. And I think I was in this house there for like three weeks before the owner said they wanted to sell it and they wanted to like buy me out of the tenancy. And that was one of the better, more positive experiences with landlords as a grad student. And doing that, that PhD research, what I was doing was actually building my own product and kind of studying that ethnographically, like from that situation of actually experiencing like participant observation of what it's like to try and launch something into the market. And like my, the sort of first attempt was something in the, the kind of sharing economy space. And that didn't really take off. Um, this whole kind of housing, how can you, how can you hack that system essentially that there's all this data which is, it's sort of, it's public data, it's available, it's not organized well, and a lot of situations with renting, they kind of, what your rights are depends on this sort of very legalistic, technical sounding things about how, when the building was built, does it have this tax exemption? Is it subject to rent control? And what I figured out was it's really quite easy to bring all that data together and start kind of explaining what's going on just by, by sort of following those rules and saying, well, if this is X is true, Y is true, this is the situation you're in. And yeah, 
kind of started experimenting with pulling various data together. The name Org Rented actually came from sort of an early experiment, which was displaying this data in an augmented reality lens. And, and hopefully something we're going to come back to. That turned out not to be the best way to present the data for, for most people. But so, yeah, that's sort of the the background there that this sort of came out of research into how product development is done. And yeah, build on my experiences as a tenant, as a grad student. Okay, so your company is Aug Rented and you are pretty much hacking housing. And that's good, I think, yeah. And the rental game. Uh, my, so how are you hacking it? And why does it, why does it need to be hacked to begin with? I think to begin with the rental market, it's like we use car market in like the 1970s. So if you're buying a car now, what's, what's the first thing you're going to do is check car effects, right? Right. So we have this kind of trusted brand for used car quality data. That's really kind of, they disrupted that market, right? Uh, somebody actually won a Nobel Prize for a paper called The Market for Lemons. And that the used car market. That was this kind of textbook opaque market. And rental is really a lot like that today. So if you go on Street Easy and look at all the, the listings on there, all of them look great, right? This is kind of the broker's job is to write that kind of cheesy property description, take those kind of standards like real estate look pictures, all that. And what we're doing is we're kind of bursting that bubble right, in a sense of marketing. So again, if you go on Street Easy, you can, you can drive us now, look at some like standard two, three bedroom apartments in Brooklyn. Then you go and Google those addresses and see if you can find anything out about them. Results from Org Rented are gonna be like a good, good percentage of those. They're gonna be on the first or second page. It's going to be saying, hey, click here for landlord and building information. We're going to be like the first result after Zillow, StreetEasy, Apartments.com, all the listing sites. So we're kind of getting into that so, like, yep. user process. So as, as soon as you start researching an apartment, you're going to start seeing our results. That's how we've got to 17K users. Nice. Also, you already have 17k users. Yes. But how long um, have you been uh, oh, working on augmented? PhD finished like last fall. Yeah, and sort of got into the serious full time work on this. Refresh the front end. We went from about 
thousand users sort of ticking along to yeah like 17k and that grows mostly in the past six months okay let's and that, that translates to about 40,000 building reports 38 40,000 building reports in the past past month okay so let's talk a little more about um because because this is uh the intersection of pretty much prop tech and just data so uh it's interesting can i can i jump on that yeah um i would say there's, there's definitely overlaps between what we're doing and and prop tech but i'd say we're tenant tech okay so what's what's sort of different about what we're doing from doing red hood rent logic they would be like the ex-competitor because they actually just shut it and what rent logic were doing was sort of similar in a way they were taking public data on new york city apartments and they were giving them letter grades and their thing was basically selling a plaque to the landlord to put in the lobby or whatever in front of the building saying oh this is an a-grade building and that that didn't take off <laughs> like that was not not widely adopted they actually tried to partner with one of the listing sites and literally landlords started to boycott it all right we're not gonna list our buildings on a site which actually shows quality data right and so that's why that was a sort of big insight is we want to be independent like ratings agencies so we're not trying to do listings we're not trying to partner with landlords property managers it's kind of like Equifax or credit report agencies yeah right i mean i'd say moody's might be better better than than equifax uh where not trying to get into that kind of consumer credit reporting but yeah um so that idea that but the thing about we're working exclusively with tenants about even a, a report a reporting agency like moody's is that most people cannot really understand the data as it is right the data is right. a it's a treasure trove right uh but the reason it's the why difference it's, between data and information exactly it's the difference between yeah. data and information so how do you turn um data about rental data to information that can be easily digestible to the user because I, I am a renter, right? And mm. I don't even know what I want to know about my apartment. Mostly what, what I want to see are pictures, right? Mm. I tend to be very keen on windows and I like my apartments to have big windows. But besides that, um, like how far is it away from my office and stuff like that? But right. I, don't, I don't know how to um, look beyond that, right? As a... You want to know if it's gonna gonna suck, basically. Right, I want, like, you I want basically to know, want to know what, if right. the heat's gonna go out. You want to know if there's likely to be a major issue, basically. <clears throat> the, so think, what we're doing the is the thing about Carfax. Okay, right. Go on. The thing about yes, Carfax so, is that is that I don't I don't even know what I want to know about the car. I I check out the car on Carfax and it tells me things. That I'm like, oh, this is great to know. I didn't know that I wanted to know it, but hmm. now I know. Right? How how can you have that same reaction with augmented? Right? 
uh, because it seems like what it seems like you concept that you keep coming back to this um, kind of like mixture between Moody's and Carfax, uh, but for rentals. Mm. How do you have that same impression on your user? That, yeah. So for one thing, there's a kind of surprise factor when people are like, oh, there's, there's all this data about apartments that I didn't know existed. Like a lot of people would be straight up surprised this, this existed. And especially people who are moving to New York from a smaller town where they don't have an open data platform, but they don't have effective housing code enforcement. So yeah, that's a part of it. So what we're doing with the rental risk ratings is we're kind of reducing all this to a global score. And instead of this being like a letter grade, we're, we're looking back to see what has happened. We're actually using ML machine learning to predict what's going to happen. So we can actually tell you pretty accurately how likely it is that there are going to be issues at a specific building. Okay. So we're kind of taking this whole like code violations, complaints, pest issues, and kind of reducing that down to right now a single score. And um, for some markets, we may be able to do kind of more specific scores, like how likely is it that there's going to be a pest problem how likely is it that there's going to be heat hot water problem that kind of thing um so pretty much at its core then um as a user when i when i go to augment it pretty much what i find out is if i were to go and live in this building is it going to suck right that's very much yeah and, and that's, <laughs> that's the idea that's pretty much what it boils down to right is it going to suck and you're targeting big cities, right? Where it's very easy to end up in a place where it sucks. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little more about your users, right? How do you get, how do you get to 17,000 users? What was your strategy? What was your uh, Long customer tail. acquisition strategy? Long tail. So okay. if you look at how many people are searching for New York City landlord ratings, now we rate what we place like three or four on the first page of that. Um, that's really low search volume. What we're actually taking the traffic from is the long tail, and that's basically addresses, to some extent landlord names too, but really overwhelmingly it's addresses, it's when you go on Street Easy, Zillow, the first thing you do is Google the address of, of the listing. It's getting into, into that flow. So what I want to sort of build out from here is, so we have these risk ratings and okay, we're giving people an idea of what's going to be a good choice. But what I actually looking to do with those risk ratings is it's more like an insurance, an add-on warranty for your apartment. 
So these okay. are the, the tenancy protection plans. And we're also partnering with a, it's going to be, be announced soon who that, I, who it is. It's our very fast growing, they just raised 50 mil real estate data platform. The, this and that data is also going to be available to insurers, to mortgage lenders, so they can accurately price mortgages and insurance that they're selling to landlords. Right. So obviously if you have a landlord who's got a history of a bunch of like safety critical code violations, you want to be pricing that into, into their insurance premiums. And right now that's not happening. Like that that data is not really being used like that. Okay, there's there's but a yeah. tiny there's a, a slight disconnect in my head, right? Because we went mm. from providing value to mm. to tenants to yeah. how you can provide that to how you can provide value to uh, other businesses, other other companies yeah. on the on the rental market, right? So I really think we're providing value for tenants by letting insurers give a good landlord discount. So I think anything that's incentivizing being a good landlord is mission aligned. It's making it a good business decision to, to treat your tenants right. So that, that's sort of why we'd sell data to lenders and insurers, not really keen on selling it to investors so much, but yeah. Okay, but in terms of, at the beginning, yeah. I thought, so, so this leads to my question, how are you capturing value? How are you monetizing mm. this? Because at the beginning, I thought you were monetizing just by this, just because of the initial pitch that you were making of how you were providing value to, uh, to tenants and how you have yeah. already have 17,000 users. And yeah. then it sounds like you are monetizing through insurance lenders, um, oh no, we're selling our own insurance subscription product. And that's basically, it's, it's an add-on warranty. So in housing law, you have this concept, two concepts of the implied warranty of habitability, which is basically what it sounds like that if you rent a place, it's got to be good to live in. And warranty of quiet enjoyment, which is that, well, landlord can't annoy you while you're renting it, basically. Um, okay, you can so think of us as the add-on warranty there. So we're going to be providing basically a customer service layer. And that means if you do have an issue, a maintenance issue, you can hand that to us. We're gonna basically deal with your landlord, make sure that, that repair gets done on right. the higher tier packages. If your heat goes out, we're gonna bring you a loan heater for however long that takes for that to get repaired. And it's gonna be on like the two hour service window for higher plans. Okay, so. And again, if you're, having a dispute with your landlord, you're gonna get legal advice, potentially there's an eviction case, you're gonna get legal defense. Okay, so I have, you can I say we're going from being 
Carfax for apartments to the AAA for apartments? Right. So, because at the beginning, at the beginning, what it sounded like to me is that you were playing on you were playing on this um, on on this idea that can you can provide uh, pretty much of how much do you suck score to mm. to possible tenants about the possible right. landlords, right? Um, that's and the, that's sort of the top of the funnel. That's it. That's the top of the funnel, right? Yeah. So, so we're, we're bringing in traffic, risk-sensitive so, renters who are aware of, of the risks of renting. And they're obviously people who are very potentially willing to pay to mitigate those risks. Okay, so explain, so explain the funnel, right? Because I, I think that's right. where, the, where the big question lies. At the beginning, I saw, okay, a let's say of suckiness core for landlords. Mm. And from there on, we went on how you can sell data to borrowers and mm. insurers yeah. or to how you can provide, um, to how you can provide a guarantee, like a rental guarantee mm. to tenants, right? And then you can use yeah. your own model based on that. So yeah. we went from credit for putting uh, from landlord reporting to, uh, insurance and lending data so this to is common some sort of insurance right so it's basically a basket of strategies to mitigate the same risk right right so at the top of the funnel have people who want to rent somewhere that's not going to suck right and that's <laughs> in some in some cases use is, is feedback we get from users is this just kind of gets depressing because <laughs> no options that are really that good in, in a lot of markets. So if you're looking at kind of two and a half K two bedroom rentals in Brooklyn, there are very, very few that are like strictly speaking low risk, honestly. So then the question is, what can you do to mitigate those risks beyond saying, okay, well, you want to avoid places that are super high risk. Realistically, you're going to get somewhere which is moderate risk. Right. So how do you mitigate further that moderate risk? And because we have all this data on what goes wrong, we can design a product around mitigating the common things that go wrong right and we can also actuarially like very accurately know what the frequency of those events is okay okay that that makes more sense uh my in terms of working with like enterprise partners that's not a core like that's not the core business uh i think it's it's definitely exciting i think there's there's definitely room for insurers to offer like a multifamily pnc line that has a good landlord discount like that's a product i would like to see in the market 
Uh, but yeah, as I said, that's we're partnering with the platform for that. That's not not the core thing. Okay, so I want to make the distinction: who's your primary user versus who's your primary customer? Mm. Uh, because, so, like in the example of Facebook, the primary user is yeah regular people, right? Who are on social media, mm. and the primary customer are advertisers. So yeah. In the case of Outrent, it is very obvious that the uh, primary user are tenants. Yeah. But the primary the primary customer, from what I understand, are we'll also, also tenants. Tenant. Yeah. However, uh, with a possible so there expansion. Other customers, so there's the data customers. There would be enterprise customers for our work from home, like continuity package. So basically, you think of that kind of warranty on your apartment as a living space, the kind of other things that you would want to secure if that's your main workspace as well. So I was actually on calls while the property manager had contractors remodeling the unit next door. And it was kind of, noisy enough to be pretty difficult to be on a call. Like you couldn't have done this recording if that had been going on. So with the whole work from home revolution, I think there's this kind of, people aren't really talking about this yet, but people who are work from home, who are renters, they're kind of at the mercy of their landlord, like not to be doing construction, not to be, otherwise doing something which is, is making their space not workable. And yeah, we're looking into making that basically an enterprise thing. So that would be a employee benefit, essentially. Okay, but your primary focus right now is, and your, and your primary driver of growth is tenants like the the way we're signing up right now is individual tenants who are coming up that funnel yeah down that funnel right and but you see and you but you see a possible market expansion into enterprise products which being these insurances and lenders um so yeah that there would be a data product which is for insurers and lenders exactly there will also be a kind of group plan, which is tenancy protection with like additional work from home coverage. And we would market that both through individuals and to organizations, enterprises as an employee benefit. So, so right. So if you're managing okay. a, a work from home workforce and you want to say okay if our people have like landlord problems there's construction in the unit below which is making their place impossible to work from they're going to get complimentary co-working space pass and by the way we also know what the construction permits and that have been pulled out so we can kind of in some cases notify people in advance that this is going to be an issue so yeah basically treating that home workspace as something which needs that kind of 
added warranty of quiet enjoyment because it needs to be quiet enough to work in, right? Right. Okay, so it's, uh, it sounds like you are a, a form, two things, a twofold, right? Mm. Mostly, hey, you, we are, our augmented is your go-to platform to do your due diligence yeah. on, uh, on landlords. However, but we also play as a form of almost like smart insurance or advanced AAA mm. to for these landlords too, in case they act in case they suck more than you expected them to, or like that's exactly or, yeah. Or reality doesn't match. Reality yeah. doesn't match. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so you're ah, okay. Made, I, it's a warranty. You're getting what you pay for essentially. Right. It's like you're getting so, what you pay for. Oh, okay, right. okay. And I, I was just looking at some of these, um, like tweet storm about uh, they were affected by the floods in Detroit. Right. And they've, as they put it, they've been forced into being a pro bono project manager for their landlord to get sewage pumped out of their basement. Okay. Um, so. Ooh, when we say oh, we're gonna you have a maintenance issue we're gonna we're gonna bug your landlord until he fixes it like that can be as simple as text message or it can be a whole process so yeah i think people are definitely willing as what we're hearing People will pay not to have to, to interface Worry with their that. landlords. Okay. And so sort of with the prop tech thing, obviously you can say, okay, well, there's looking to think about it like this. Is prop tech a competitor for us? So we have all these kind of avail, all these maintenance portal sold to landlords. Mm. I would say we're mostly aiming for the, the huge majority of properties or, or tenants who rent from small landlords, so-called mom and pop landlords. Mm -hmm. They don't adopt these prop tech technologies. Like right. half of them, well, not half of them, plenty of them only have landlines or only give out landlines to their, to their tenants. Wow. So... Yeah, these kind of older own one four unit building people, they're never going to adopt any of these high tech solutions on that site. So we're kind of, in a sense, we're giving them that. Um, but again, it's starting from the premise that we're serving the tenant. So I was just talking to, and they, they sort of build themselves as a concierge service to uh, prop tech platform. And they were, they were sort of doing similar things, but it's, it's only maintenance. No. Now, I think our insight is most of the problems that people have with their rental they're traceable to the landlord <laughs> in, in a sense so when you have a great landlord who's super responsive 
dollar of maintenance, good customer service. They're probably not our best customer. It's, as I say, it's people who've got like some level of risk exposure that they want to mitigate. They're going to be the people who are going to be enthusiastic about this problem. That, that's definitely what we're seeing. And again, in terms of knowing what's going to happen, yeah, down to like individual building level, we have this risk prediction. So we can we can price the coverage accurately. Okay, let me bring this, let me reel this back in a little because yeah. we're about just running a little bit over time. It's, um, I, I see your model better now. Uh, it was a little bit confusing at first, but it's your main, your main customer is the, is the tenant. And you've tackled a, a common problem in big cities, which is, I don't know if this landlord is gonna suck, right? Mm. And then you offer that initial value proposition of, hey, I can, I can actually tell you um, how this landlord rates, mm. like what their, what their suckiness core is. And you can, I can answer your question, right? And that way you can take a better informed decision as to where you're going to live. Uh, but the smart thing about it is that, well, you already know these people are already somewhat cautious as to who their landlord is. So mm -hmm. then, the, then that's when you capture the value of, well, here's the suckiness core, right? It can be a great landlord, it can be a sucking landlord, like it's up to you whether uh, you take it or not. But however your decision is, I already know that this is a concern for you. How about this uh, form of smart insurance or almost as a, a rental warranty that your experience is not gonna be as bad, right? It's not gonna, it's not gonna be bad. So we can provide you some basic assurances and that's where you really capture the value. Exactly, yeah. Okay. That makes much more That makes more sense. Like it, it makes a lot of sense now. Uh, but Francis, we're almost, we're pretty much out of time by now. But I would like to cl close in with a few more remarks and questions. The first one is, how can people keep up with what you're doing? Uh, any sort of social media, Twitter, um, website that... Augmented on Twitter. Okay. Augmented on Twitter. You got a website, augmented.com. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and and plans.augmented.com to, to see the full details of warranty. Okay. And are you, is there anything you're particularly excited about in the upcoming two or three months? Oh, obviously getting the Enterprise deal is going to be announced uh, very soon. Um, that's going to be good. Uh, we have data for Los Angeles. Uh, I think that's definitely over, over that period. That's definitely going to be available. Um, that's going to add obviously a lot of a lot more traffic. Uh, that's where about one point one million units. Okay, down there. Great. That sounds awesome. Oh, okay, Francis, this is about it that I have for you today. Uh, great, great to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you, for, thank you for coming in. And also thank you for everyone listening. This is Hacker Tribe and we'll see you on to the next one.
I think 